I'm sure all my volunteers are now thinking, thanks so much, Becca, for putting my account in front of Sue and letting her absolutely destroy it. But it's so helpful for them to get that feedback. Yeah, and I want to say to everybody, I only speak the truth and it comes with a big heart, not a big ego. And that's exactly why I've got Sue on this podcast, because I like that she says it how it is, because you guys know that I like to say how it is to you all of the time. And I'll tell you if I don't think something's working. I'm Becca Poutney, wedding business marketing expert, speaker and blogger, and you're listening to the Wedding Pros Who Are Ready To Grow podcast. I'm here to share with you actionable tips, strategies and real life examples to help you take your wedding business to the next level. If you are an ambitious wedding business owner that wants to take your passion and use it to build a profitable, sustainable business doing what you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get going with today's episode. Before we get going with today's episode, I want to let you know about something brand new that I've created called the Wedding Pro Agency. I don't know about you, but life as a solo business owner can be so busy and you just don't have the time to do all of the things. Well, I'm a big fan of outsourcing the tasks that you don't necessarily need to do yourself. And that is why I created the Wedding Pro Agency. With the Wedding Pro Agency, you can hand off some of your tasks to my team and we will do it for you for a really affordable rate. From managing your social media posts through to your Pinterest management and even one-off tasks like creating you a mailing list or creating you a lead magnet or something like that that you can use for a wedding fair or exhibition. If there's something you need a little bit of extra help with in your wedding business, reach out to me and let me know. You can find us at weddingproagency.co.uk or just reach out directly to me at Becca Poutney on Instagram. Enjoy the rest of the episode. When I first met today's guest, she was speaking in a mastermind group that I'm part of. As soon as she started speaking, I knew I was going to absolutely love her. She's full of fun, says it as is, and most importantly, she really knows her stuff. It's the Instagram expert herself, Subi Zimmerman. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I love full of fun. That's exactly who I am. So let's, you know, let's get into that. (laughs) (laughs) I got that straight away as soon as I came across you. So for anyone who doesn't know who you are, why don't you just briefly explain who you are, where you are and what you do? So for the past 10 years, a little over 10 years, I've been teaching Instagram marketing, mostly to small business owners, solopreneurs and niche markets who really want to make an impact and leave a legacy doing what they love. And I've had the honor of speaking on stages all over the world and being interviewed on countless podcasts and showing up on Instagram as the Instagram expert on the daily, on lives, in my stories, in my feed, so that you all can really understand how to make more income doing what you love. And I am tuning in right now from downtown Boston. I live in a high rise here, but I also have a house on beautiful Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And uh, often you can find me traveling around the world because I have a business that I can just work from anywhere. All I need is a charge phone and two good battery packs and I'm good to go. (laughs) Ideal. And I love Boston. I've been to Boston a couple of times. And when I watch your Instagram and I see you doing your videos around and about Boston, I think I really need to come back there ASAP. Now, before we get into the chat and before we start talking about Instagram, which is what everyone's here for today, one thing I speak about myself a lot is the power of connections. And I know the first thing people are going to ask me is, how did you get Sue B on your podcast? And as I mentioned at the beginning a little bit, we actually connected for our good friend and business mentor of mine, Chris Ducker, in his mastermind. So I just wanted to talk about that very briefly. How do you know Chris and how did you come into his world? 
Oh, yeah. So Chris and I go way back at least five years. He and I have spoken on many stages together. And I have also traveled to his conferences. I spoke on stage, I think, four years ago in Cebu when he lived in the Philippines. And then I went back to speak again when he did his event, Upreneur, in the UK. And uh, we're very close. And I adore him because he really is true to himself. And he is just so fun to be with, so smart. And uh, yeah, we we have a lot in common. and, And we've gone out as couples as well. Amazing. I love Chris. I think he says it as it is a little bit like you do as well. And I think that connection is just so important because as I say to my wedding pros all the time, you've got to get out there. You've got to make connections. Now, obviously you connected with Chris. That's how I've become connected with you. And uh, I just wondered if you've seen the power of connections in your business. Oh, every day. And I am that entrepreneur that what you see online is exactly the person that you see and get in person. And no matter where I travel in the world, I always do what I call a Subi meetup. So uh, whether I'm living in La Jolla or I'm in, you know, Iceland or Budapest or uh, you name it, I'm Israel, I, I do meetups and there are members of my community wherever I travel. So I announce that in my stories and in my community and always there's someone that wants to get together. So that in-person person connection is vital and not only within your community, but I am that person that no matter where I go, I always talk to strangers and you never, never know who that stranger is, what they do and how they can impact their business or more importantly, who they know that might be interested in your business. So definitely an extrovert over here and very comfortable in the skin I'm in and talking to people because, you know, no one's going to fire me. I'm my own boss. So there's that. Well, yeah, that's always a good thing. So hopefully you're coming back to the UK sometime soon and maybe we can go to a Subi meetup in London. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to do that. Okay, so let's get into Instagram then. Now, in the wedding industry, Instagram is huge. We know that couples are on there. We know they're planning their wedding day on there. But sometimes as suppliers and wedding pros, we can get a little bit lost about what we should be doing on Instagram. Now, I know one of the things that you teach is all about Instagram neighborhoods. And I absolutely love this concept when I first heard you speak about it. So I'd love you to just share what the concept is and how it works. Sure. So I've coined the phrase Subi neighborhoods because Instagram is now a village. And when I started teaching it almost a little over 10 years ago, there was just one neighborhood and that was just the feed. And it was primarily just a photo sharing app. And now there's a lot of different places to create content. So I call that neighborhoods. There's stories, reels, lives, and the feed. And so it's really important to understand the different nuances of each neighborhood and strategies around that for your business that would not only attract the right people that would be interested in paying attention, but to have conversations and opportunities to connect deeper. So do you think to be successful on the platform, you need to understand all of these different neighborhoods or can you focus on certain ones? I think when you're starting out, it's important to master the feed and really understand how to curate a a feed that is in alliance with your bio, the the promise that you're making in your bio. So there's no confusion if someone were to scroll back 12 or so posts, every single post is a representation of who you are, what you do, why you do it, and more importantly, what's in it for your follower if they choose to follow and engage with you. And so I think a lot of people make that mistake. And 
don't have a curated feed that that speaks to that promise. And so that is essentially your portfolio. Instagram has SEO, search engine optimization. Anyone that doesn't understand that on my account, we have a guide that literally explains what this is and why it's important. And uh, we can share that link so that you all have access to it. But it really is so important to have that curated portfolio, especially in the wedding industry. So people know what makes your account different than someone else that does what you do, where you do it. What is your point of difference? Great. Well, that brings me then onto the Instagram bio, because one of the things that we find a lot in the wedding industry is that people have got loads of beautiful images. So they'll put up a beautiful picture of their cake or their flowers or their wedding photos. And so they're really good at putting images out, but they're not so good at explaining what it is that makes them different. I think a lot of that can come down to their Instagram bio. So do you have any tips around how to make a great Instagram bio, how to stand out and how to make sure people know exactly what you do? Yeah, so we have so many resources uh, specifically about a bio and what makes it a boss bio. And I can grab links and resources for your audience. But essentially, there are eight aspects to a bio. It's your avatar, your photo. It's your username. It is your account name where there's additional SEO. It's what you say in your bio where you get 150 characters making sure that it's targeted to your audience and that you share and show your authority, how many years you've been doing what you do or you know what makes you stand out from everyone else. And then having a strong call to action, a CTA, making sure that whatever URL that you're sharing is one that would take the interested person to the right next place in their customer journey with you. And so for us, we have a free two-hour real training that is currently in our bio. And that training is taught by myself and my co-founder and CEO, Morgan. And people really get to understand the way that we teach, the way that we show up, the way that we serve. And it is a really robust two-hour training specifically for those that need to master reels. So we build that trust and everyone should think, how can you build that trust and get someone A, to give you their email address and B, to continue on that journey. And so I think it's really important to always understand the nuances, like we said about each neighborhood and how you lead the person to the next place that connects them deeper, that, that continues to build that trust so that when they want what you're selling, that they will think of you, that you will be top of mind. And so the bio literally has a lot of different aspects to it. And when we work with our high-end coaching clients, this is the very, very first foundational piece that we master together, making sure that every word and every aspect of the bio is completely optimized. And we do have content in our feed, like I said, that teaches this. And I will share those links for you all. And all I ask is if you tap into any of the links that we're sharing, just comment and let me know that you heard it from this podcast so that I know your ears are burning and that you're an action taker. Like I just like attracting action takers. 
Yes, so do I. And I have a full audience of action takers, which is amazing. So I'll make sure everything that Sue talks about today goes into the show notes so you can find it really easily. I know she's got absolutely loads of great resources that are going to help you out. Now, one thing I learned from you, Sue, in the training that I heard you do before was that emojis are actually searchable in the bio. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, ex- yes, they are in the SEO. So if a re- if you sell jewelry, specifically wedding rings, then putting the diamond emoji ring in your bio, you would come up if anybody were to search that. That's pretty cool. So make sure you all go and do that. Now, one other thing I discovered recently is that you can now extend the amount of characters you've got in your Instagram username as well, can't you? So you can put more than just your name. Yeah, it used to be that you only had 33 and now you have 60. So um, yeah, I also have a cheat sheet for uh, understanding the neighborhoods that we're talking about. So you guys can it's a carousel post. You guys can tap in and swipe and even save it so you can keep it as a resource too. Sue, I think you have a resource for everything. I absolutely love it. And I know my audience are going to love it too. Now, it's very well talking about the practical questions, but what I really want to get into during this interview is some of the nitty gritty and some reviews of some real life accounts. So some of my Wedding Pro members have volunteered bravely. They've put themselves forward to have your eyes on their Instagram accounts. So we're going to do a few of those as we go through the interview today. And I want to do the first one for you now. So I just love your feedback. So let's start with Jesse J. Lawrence Photography. If you jump on his account, take a quick look and see if you can see what he does and whether there's any instant changes he can make. Yeah, so he's got a great username and he does have um, a really good SEO, inclusive wedding photographer. He might want to add a rainbow emoji to that because he's he's in, you know, he's all about being inclusive. So um, his avatar photo is very hard to read. I can't even read it. So can't see him, can't read it. That I think should be changed. Um, he's added the rainbow circle around it, which makes that even stand out more. Um, and stunning wedding photos, even if you hate having your photo taken, um, which is a nice point of difference. What's missing is how long has he been doing this? Um, again, he has um, inclusive, which is not necessary because he has it in his SEO. So he's much better off saying something else about him than what makes him different. Um, he does say that he has a natural style, friendly and professional, which I would expect nothing less if you are a photographer. So I don't, I think that's kind of the obvious, um, but not that's not awful to say um blue light discount um is i don't know what that is so that's the thing in the uk so if you're basically in the ambulance service police you get a discount oh okay so if that's okay so that's interesting i don't like the word discount because as soon as you let people know that you do a discount for one thing then other people are going to ask for that discount regardless that he's just isolating that I think he can have that on his website. It doesn't necessarily need to be on his bio. So I think that there's more that could be there. He's missing his SEO. And then when I tap into his links, he has, you know, the picture of him there is the picture that should be in his avatar. There should be consistency. So it's a great photo of him on this website. And I recommend that that be what he puts there. And then he takes you to all of his packages and it's great that he has the whole rainbow vibe going on as soon as you land there so there's consistency of him being true to who he says he is with you know taking it from instagram to that 
And then when I look at his highlights really quickly, we have testimonials, wedding suppliers, engagement, and we don't need the puppy love. Uh, that's all about his personal life. And, you know, people, unless there's some something that goes back to him being a photographer, this is all about him personally. And I'm not interested in looking at his, his dog if I'm here to, to find out more about what's in it for me. And I think that that's important. I'm not saying that you shouldn't show the personal side of who you are. I think that you absolutely can in your stories as long as it goes back to what you do. So no one needs to look at dogs looking your face. That's really helpful. And I think that shows the point of difference between the different neighborhoods as well. It's not necessarily needed in the highlights, but it's okay if the dog shows up in the stories. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's relatable. I mean, he's talking about dogs and, you know, now I'm confused. So now I don't know what this guy does because is he, yeah, too much with the dog. Okay, I just want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about the profile photo. People ask me all the time, should they have their logo or should it be a picture of them? Always is a picture of them because people do business with people, especially if you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur. Now, if you're a big brand like Lexus, GoPro, Starbucks, Lululemon, um, and all the bigger brands, absolutely, because they don't manage their account. But if you are the owner, solopreneur, entrepreneur of your account, people want to connect with you. They're hiring you. Yeah, I agree. So if you're an action taker out there and right now you have your logo as your Instagram picture, go change it immediately and change it on Facebook, Pinterest and all your other social media accounts as well, because it should definitely be across all of them. It should be you. OK, we talked briefly there about Jesse's highlights and highlights is one thing that I wanted to talk to you about because it's an area I definitely neglect myself. And it's an area that I know I need to work on and an important area of the neighborhood, according to you. Yeah, so highlights are simply resources where people could tap in and get additional information about you. And so it's really important to curate them accordingly. And you can rearrange the order of the highlights. You can have up to 100 clips in each highlight, and you can have as many highlights as you want. So when you look at our account, you'll see that we have uh, at the very front our clients and our clients talking about their success from our high-end coaching program which is important for, for people to understand that, you know, we, we have very successful clients that we coach. And then there's a highlight for myself and for Morgan so that you understand a little bit more about the story behind the Instagram experts. And then we have highlights that, again, go back to who we are, what we do, whether it's a Reels tip or sharing behind the scenes or Instagram news, breaking news, we've got that transitions for women 45 and older because that's our target market and I do a lot of these transitions. Praise is simply comments a little different than client success stories. Praise is what people are saying about us all over the internet. Then we have one of our community. So a community hashtag is good. One about Instagram live tips, story tips, feed tips, and then life as a speaker. That goes back to the authority that I was talking about in the bio. So I want people to know that I am a globally recognized speaker and I do get paid to speak. So there's like a speaker reel there as well. So highlights should always represent your business and showcase resources so people can understand more. And each highlight has its own unique URL. So you can copy that link and share that link. So often when people say, well, I'm you know, I'm looking for a coach, I want to understand more about your pro program, I will send them the link to that real highlight that has 100 clips in it and they can see what other people are saying. That's awesome. I didn't know you could do that. So at the moment then, do you still have to add something to your story to be able to add it to a highlight or can you put it straight into the highlight? 
Yeah, every highlight starts with a story, and that's why it's important to have context around your stories and to make sure that your stories are in alignment with, again, your business and what you do and not random. Like we're not interested in your vacation or what you're drinking or what you're eating or, or your workout unless that has to do with your business. That's really helpful. And I think that's definitely a trap we can all fall into. So highlights are kind of almost like a mini version of your website then, aren't they? Because you've got all the different areas that you do, but all in one place. Yeah, they're like tabs on your website. And if you are going to share that more personal stuff, you can do it with close friends. And I am only sharing stories currently to people that opt in and say they want to be a close friend. So I am being very discerning with who gets to see my stories. So if anyone wants to see my stories, they need to write on my last post, Sue, Sue B, I want to be a close friend. And then my team or I will add you so that you can see all the content that we're curating. I'm making people earn it. Amazing. That's such an interesting strategy in itself, possibly a little bit further ahead than some people listening, but interesting all the same. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you a little bit about is reels. I know that you do loads of reels. And if anyone's not following Sue right now on Instagram at the Instagram expert, make sure you do because she's got some amazing reels on there about transitions, some amazing ones about Instagram hacks and tips. So do go and check those out. Now, reels are something that my audience are still struggling with. They don't like getting in front of the camera sometimes. Sometimes, they're also worried about them being a little bit cringy but they also know it's where they should be because it's the way to reach couples so are there any quick tips on how to be more confident with reels yeah so everyone should be tapping the link in our bio because we literally in the workshop tell you what to do and how to do it even if you don't want to get on camera there are solutions to that anxiety with that being said it's important to think about series you mentioned a couple that we have but we actually have three so when you create a series like morgan does steal this post idea and we just drop part 21. And when people see that idea, that post idea, and they see that it's part 21, they're like, oh, dang, that was so good. I'm going to go back and see all the other ones. It's so good. Now they're spending more time on your account. And that is really good for the algorithm because it it shows that time spent on an account is important. And so we have that. And as you mentioned, we have transitions for women 45 and older, and we just dropped our 11th one of that. So if you are 45 and older and you're like, I am not lip syncing or dancing, trust me, the transitions that I teach, you can do with confidence. And then finally, our best performing content in reels is Instagram hacks you wish you knew sooner. And we've dropped over 50 of these, all amazing that you can find when you tap into our real channel. And the hacks are in teal, the transitions are in yellow, and the steal this post idea are all purple, all brand colors, all intentional, and all creating series in our reels that really get reach. Yeah, so do go and check those out. And just having a look at those will give you so much inspiration. And little disclaimer, even if you're not over 45, the transition ideas are great because I've been looking at them too as a 35-year-old and thinking, I don't want to do lots of dancing either. And there's some great ideas in there. So he's also got some great tips on there. So do go and check them out. Right, let's dive into another little overview of one of my clients. Now, this time we're going to go to Pink Peony Weddings, who's a wedding stationer and wedding stylist. I know she does a little bit on reels. She's very visual in her work let's have a quick roundup of what's going on on her instagram okay so we got a nice name here wedding stationery and stylist i don't know what kind of stylist she is so when she says styles is she a hairstylist or there needs to be some more context with that 
Her photo's lovely. She's holding up a card. We can't see what's on it. It looks like a business card, but it's probably stationary. So if she's going to hold up something, it needs to be more obvious than just someone trying to guess what it is because it looks like she's holding up a business card. We don't need to know that she's a wife or a mom. That's not really relevant. She can show it in her stories, but she's a professional. So how long has she been doing what she's doing? She doesn't tell us. She's a wedding stylist. So, okay. So wedding stationery, wedding stationery and stylist. But like, what does that mean to be a wedding stylist? Does she actually do the design work, the floor? Is she in charge of the florist or the planner of the wedding. So there, there needs to be more information there. You don't need to put periods in your bio. So she has a period uh, based in Bedfordshire. That's that location. She's better off putting the UK flag in her SEO name field because that's in the UK and people will know. Anyone in the UK working in the UK should put the flag there. And styling, prop, hire, stationary. I have no idea what that means click here. Why? I have no idea why I should click here. So she's missing the, she's missing the authority, lacking in um, details, and she doesn't need to put her link tree twice. She put it in the bio and then she put it as a hyperlink. So neat, one of those needs to be deleted. And when I tapped in, she has way too many links, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And the most you should have is three because people, if there's too many choices, people aren't going to click anything. So less is better. How do you feel about Linktree? Do you think people should use the Linktree or should they have just one link or send people to their website? We have a YouTube video all about Linktree, how to use it for anyone looking. Subi Zimmerman Linktree um, on YouTube. We can link my channel. We can find that video. And I have, we've used it strategically. And right now we're being very discerning with one link and our conversions great into our free training. So it all depends on what your goal is for someone like um, I don't even know what her, oh, Kelly, for someone like Kelly, it makes sense to have multiple links because she does a lot. One more thing. I'm looking at her highlights. So pink peony wedding. So every highlight should be a peony, not a, it looks like she's an herbalist when I look at her highlights. So peonies are beautiful flowers. So let's see the pink peonies as the highlights. Great idea. Kelly, if you're listening, go change all your highlight covers into beautiful peonies. Now, one thing that's come out in all of your reviews so far is that you're saying people aren't putting their authority in the Instagram bio. Why do you think that's important for them to tell people how long they've been doing something? Because I want to hire an expert, someone with experience. I don't want to just hire someone that's just starting out unless you've got some great testimonials. Okay, let's dive in now to some common mistakes then. What common mistakes do you find people doing on Instagram all of the time? There's so many. How many do you want to hear? Three. Number one, everything's so random. Their account is random. You know, they say that they do wedding parties and then there's a random picture somewhere. So meaning uh, a major disconnect. So the minute you disconnect someone from the content, you lose that trust. So if you're going to do it, go all in on it, especially in the feed. So uh, not having a optimized post, meaning there's no hook. There's no description. There's no call to action. There's no what's in it for them. It's all about, I did this great event and I had all these people love it. And it's all about I, I, I. No, it's not about you. It's about what's in it for your follower. What's in it for them if they hire you. Um, and we can do a quick little, you know, I'm on the last JN Sounds on the last account that we want to look at. Go for it. The first post I'm looking at back at South Farm this weekend and absolutely 
amazing night full of hip hop and garage classics, even a sprinkle sprinkling of grime. So he's back at South Farm, but there's no like if you're looking to book a wedding, this location is phenomenal. And here's why. And when you tag other accounts on your post, it takes people off of your account. And he tagged he tagged one, two, three, four people in the comment. And as soon as I tap into someone else, I'm, I'm off of his account and I'm, now I'm on their account. So there's a way to do that strategically too, which is a whole nother conversation for another day. Let's just, let's just focus on his bio. So JN Sounds, we have no idea what your name is, so we need to know your name. Wedding party DJ in um, Hertfordshire. And again, I'd put the UK flag. DJ entertainment for real party people. I don't know what that means. Uh, for people who like to party, for people who like to have fun. I mean, that's obviously what DJing and entertainment is. So there's like kind of stating the obvious. Not that stereotypical DJ. Well, what makes you different? DJ and sax. It sounds like that. DJ and bongos and more. So that's good. Get your free guide to finding the perfect DJ. So I think 10 tips that you need to ask your DJ is a better guide or something. And then his highlights, he doesn't need to say what his highlight is on the highlight and then say it underneath. It's redundant. So there's a lot of there's a lot of cleaning up. So there you go, Dan. Lots of feedback for you now. I'm sure all my volunteers are now thinking, thanks so much, Becca, for putting my account in front of Sue and letting her absolutely destroy it. But it is so helpful for them to get that feedback. Yeah, and I want to say to everybody, I only speak the truth and it comes with a big heart, not a big ego. So if any of you are feeling this, hearing this, come on over to Insta and let me know. And if you have any follow-up questions, just ask me um, and I can support. And that's exactly why I've got Sue on this podcast, because I like that she says it how it is, because you guys know that I like to say how it is to you all of the time. And I'll tell you if I don't think something's working. So I'm glad that Sue's done that. And hopefully that's been helpful, even if it wasn't your account that she was talking about. I guarantee you there's some things that she's mentioned on those three accounts that you're probably making the same mistake as. So go back in, see if you're stating what you should have, see if things make sense. And if you're not sure, sew it to someone who doesn't know what you do, because they'll be able to tell you whether or not it makes sense. Okay, one big thing and one big problem we have in the wedding industry, Sue, is that wedding pros always find that they're getting followed by other wedding pros instead of couples. So what should they be doing about that? Well, this is a reoccurring issue in every industry. People tend to follow people in their industry or get followed by people in their industry. And because of that, they are not reaching their ideal clients. So it's really important to do an audit and be very discerning and unfollow people that aren't the ones that you are getting inspiration from or forming relationships with. And you certainly can get inspo from some of those accounts if they really maybe are your friends and you want to support them. But Instagram, because it's an algorithm and there's many of them, the more you do that, the more they're going to show you that. So you're, it's just harder to build the right audience when you are focused on that solely. So helpful. Now, I always finish my interview with the same question every single time. And that question for you, Sue, is what is the one thing you wish you'd known sooner in your business? Oh, goodness. Oh, I wish that I did not pay attention to anybody else that taught Instagram marketing. Because when I started out 10 years ago, I thought that there was like a right way to do it. And when I looked at everybody else doing it, I, I did draw way too much uh, I made too many decisions based on what I was seeing that they were doing and not my own decisions from my own experience, knowledge, and wisdom. And the more I leaned into my 
myself and my knowledge and just showed up as who I am and want to be instead of wondering, like, is there a right way to do this or a wrong way to do this? Our business just exploded and we've been able to build a multiple seven figure business. So that's there's do not compare yourself to anyone else except yourself. I love that. It's so true. It's music to my ears. Be yourself. Be proud of yourself, who you are. And just like Sue, go for it. Don't feel like you've got to be like the other people in the same industry area as you. Sue, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm going to make sure all of your links are in the show notes. And if people want to find you or connect with you, is Instagram the best place to go? Always. It's the best place. And all the links will be shared in the show notes. And I, I, I like to give a little call to action at the end. So to anyone whose ears are listening and burning, come on over to the Instagram expert and let me know on the last post what your biggest takeaway is and why. So I know that you tuned into this lovely podcast and are an action taker, like I said at the beginning. And, you know, notice how I didn't say, come give me a follow. You have to earn a follow. You don't ask for a follow. Love that. So go over, take action and show Sue why the wedding industry is the place where we take the most action. Sue, it's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully you'll make it to London soon and maybe we can go for that drink. Oh my goodness me, how much did you love that absolutely epic interview with Sue B. Zimmerman? I was so nervous. I don't get nervous that much, but she is a massive Instagram guru. So it was an absolute pleasure to chat with her and have her on the podcast. And I hope you found her interview really, really helpful. Do me a favor, go spread some love over on Sue's account, comment on her posts and say you heard it on the Wedding Pros who are ready to grow podcast. I'll see you next week.